You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 288. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. How you doing, team? This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, and we've got so much going on this fall season. I absolutely love this season, as I tell you every week. Um, But yeah, so much going on. The Real Food Reset finished up a couple weeks ago, and I have to say, I was overwhelmed with the results that came in. It's a 10-day program, and I did it myself, and I mean, I felt absolutely amazing after the 10 days, but I don't have any weight really to lose, and I was so impressed uh, with how many people lost so much weight in 10 days. Now, I'm not actually a fan of big weight loss quickly, but the thing was in this program, the goal was to never be hungry. So people were eating enough that they never felt hunger, but we simply removed all chemicals from the diet and followed a certain, what I call the real food reset protocol. And that's all it took for so many people to lose weight. Like people were losing four pounds, five pounds, seven pounds, someone lost 10 pounds in 10 days. And I thought it was phenomenal because again, I made sure that everybody knew you should never feel hungry. And I think that took so much pressure off people that they weren't doing some fad diet where they were gonna starve for 10 days because that will never work and you can never sustain that. So I was super excited for the team. The Real Food Reset is now available for anybody to do. It's not done in a group format anymore. But if you want more details, it kinda is a good 10-day program to do before holiday season because I feel like it resets your nutrition and might actually keep you more on track through the holidays so that you don't gain holiday weight. And if you want more information, go to earnthatbody.com. There's actually a button right on the front page, right on top that says Real Food Reset. So you can get all of the details right there and basically start on any Monday. So get those details. Today, we're gonna talk about things in your pantry that you need to throw away. (laughs) That's right, team. There are some things that have been sitting in your pantry for an awfully long time. And I think you know and I know what that looks like because I've certainly had that happen too. And um, there's about nine things that you don't want to sit in your pantry for too long. And I have to say, I was certainly guilty of some of these items and went right into my pantry when I saw this article and um, did a little more research um, and found out that yes, we need to we need to empty the pantry a little more often. So you're going to find out about all of those things that you need to go check in your pantry because we don't want to be eating foods that have mold or toxins or have gone bad and rancid. Things like that will also impact your digestion and your health. So we're going to nip that right in the butt. All of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from US News, they did a great article, and it actually was a really extensive article. So I'm not going to go into every single detail, but some of the main things that caught my eye about antioxidants and why we need them. Now, anti cancer, anti aging, anti dementia, with all of these potential advantages, it's no wonder people are so fascinated 
by these antioxidants. Your body makes antioxidant enzymes like glutathione that counteract DNA damaging molecules called free radicals. And you also consume antioxidants with similar protective action in a whole lot of foods that we eat. And they have a lot of proven health benefits. And getting your full share of these antioxidants can reduce your risk of developing medical conditions like heart disease and cancer. And although you can buy antioxidant supplements, their health benefits are a little more uncertain. And in some cases, they say that buying these antioxidant supplements could cause more harm. Now, that's what really caught my eye in this article. Again, it goes on and on to talk about all the different antioxidants and all the different things. But what I always think is so important is that people realize that the things you buy in a supplement are not truly the best way to get it. So what they said, and when they sort of summed it all up, is that in a way, antioxidants function together as a team. So focusing on just one single antioxidant like you buy in supplements, it can be really counterproductive. The the author and the doctor who wrote the article says that basically antioxidants, they work together like in a concert, right? All the antioxidants work together. And supplements might have a few antioxidants, whereas our body or our bodies in general, rely on hundreds of them. It relies on them working together to create sort of a network to help our bodies dispose of these free radicals. And a high dose of one single antioxidant, that can really upset that particular balance that your body is trying to create. So the whole food antioxidant may be far greater than the sum of its parts, creating sort of that synergistic reaction when you get the antioxidant from the whole food. And that's why we should really try to get our antioxidants the way nature intended, as I'm always saying, from its form in real food. Now, this doctor says that focusing on a balanced diet makes sense. And in the past, they used to have this reductionist approach. They used to say that, you know, you should try to get one nutrient um, from a beneficial food. And what is that one food that you can get the antioxidant from? So a really good example is blueberries. They're the best source of antioxidants. But then people are like, okay, so how many blueberries should I eat a day, right? And they're focusing on just eating blueberries. But this doctor says basically you want to eat a balanced diet of minimally processed foods. You want to eat a lot of plant food. doesn't have to be only plant food, right? It needs to be a balance of plant food with making sure you're getting enough protein as well. And it seems deceptively simple to say, really, the best way to get your antioxidants is from a balanced diet. But once again, balanced diet wins. So just something to think about if you're someone who takes a lot of supplements, um, you should always investigate what they are. Was it doctor recommended? If it's not, it is very likely that you're taking too much of this one thing that could be disrupting a certain balance in your body. So as I always preach, balanced diet, real food, minimally processed. That's a huge part of the uh, real food reset, by the way, is getting rid of all the processed stuff in our diets, right? 
So something to think about. I particularly enjoyed seeing that once again because I'm always preaching it and I love to see it over and over again in research talked by talked about by medical doctors as well versus just a marketing scam in the whole foods section of the supplements. No no fault to whole foods. But what I'm saying is, you know, supplements, it's a billion dollar industry and so it is their job to market to you to make you think that you need that one supplement in a high amount, but you might be doing more harm than good. All right, who wants to talk about their pantry? Now, I don't know about you, but during COVID, I definitely got into the home edit. If you've never seen that show, oh my goodness, if you're sort of like a type A person, it'll make you even more crazy. But I got really into that show and how to organize. And one of the things I dove right into during the pandemic was my pantry. And I absolutely love my pantry now because it's super organized, but I have to say there was a ton of stuff that I had to go in and edit, if you know what I'm talking about from the show. You have to basically take everything out of your closet or your pantry before you put stuff back in. And when I was doing that, I could see how many things, you know, the half bags full of God knows what, the half bag of flour, the half bag of pasta that's been like literally sitting there for three years because you can't even make enough for one serving with that little amount. So instead of ever making it, it just sits there instead of throwing it away because we don't like to throw away food. So there's so many things that were in my pantry and I'm sure in yours. And we're going to talk about nine today that they say you should throw away. Like you don't want it sitting in your pantry. You don't want to eat it if it's been sitting that long. Now, one of um, the places that I got this information was from eatingwell.com. And the first thing that they say that you might want to look at when it comes to cleaning out the pantry would be your cooking oils. Now, cooking oils like canola oil and olive oil, well, guess what? They don't last as long as you might think. And according to the USDA, they last about four months if they're stored unopened. That's sort of key, right? Because how many of us have opened the oil and it's been sitting for longer than four months? They can degrade even faster when they're exposed to light when they're exposed to air, when they're exposed to heat. So you wanna check if your oils are still good. And a good way to do that is basically just take a big sniff and see if you ever smell any off odors. If you detect a smell that's stale or reminds you of chemicals, um, they even said that sometimes the smell is like crayons. I thought that was an interesting one. Then the oil is definitely past its prime and it's spoiled and it's time to toss it, right? They also say you could take a tiny taste if you want and the oil basically would taste sour. It might taste soapy. It's gonna taste not so good. It's not gonna taste right. So if you're that bold and you're gonna go for the taste test, I personally am not that bold. Usually if I'm not sure if something's good, I make my husband taste it. And uh, that's a great way to know as well. And I get the feeling, I have never personally found an oil yet that has gone bad. I think we go through our oil fast enough that it's never sat long enough to go bad. But I get the feeling that you're definitely gonna smell something that's a little off. And if you smell something and you're like, I don't know, like, is that a little off? Well, then I consider that off. Like if you're a little unsure, just go ahead and toss it and get fresh because that's probably going to be the best thing for you. Now, the next thing that 
get stuck on a shelf in the pantry quite often for way too long. I'm certainly guilty of it. Your herbs and your spices, right? Now, some of you out there are amazing cooks and you are trying new recipes all the time and you're buying dozens of dried herbs and spices and it like only got used in that one recipe you tried and then it sat right in the shelf for a really long time. You don't really use it that often. Well, dried herbs and spices technically never go bad, but they will lose their flavor over time. And according to the USDA, ground spices last about two to three years, while whole spices can last up to four years. So you just might wanna go through your spice drawer, throw out any that have been around for longer than those times, and just remember that they're not probably adding much to your cooking at that point because they're honestly, they're gonna be out of flavor. So it is a really good idea the next time you have all that spare time, which I know we all have, Go ahead and just go through your spices, pull out what you haven't been using, what you know has gone bad. Make a little list next to it. If there's some that you like, you do like to have on hand, but you know that particular one is old, make a list for the market so that you buy fresh for next time. Now the next one, very common, flour, right? If you're someone who loves to bake, then you might have a lot of flour on hand. Or perhaps you're the person from the pandemic who got into baking. Well, guess what? That was probably many years ago that you were doing all that baking in the lockdown, and now you might have a lot of half-used bags of flour tucked away in the pantry, and it may be time to throw those away. Now, in general, flour will stay fresh for about eight months when stored at room temperature. However, certain flours like whole wheat flour, gluten-free, nut-based flours, they actually have a shorter shelf life due to the higher fat content in them. And if your flour was bought at the beginning of the pandemic, because maybe you got into that baking mode with your kiddos or just start, started enjoying something new, that was a while ago, team, and it's probably time to throw it away. Now, if it's been less than a year since you purchased it, do a smell test. If it smells stale, sour, or just any kind of off aroma, go ahead and throw it away. Again, if it's been sitting there for a while, team, you might not even need to smell it. You might be able to look at that half full bag and say, it's old. I'm going to go ahead and get a fresh new bag. The next one. Again, I'm so guilty of it too, team. Dry rice and pasta. So if you are a pasta fanatic, uh, maybe you have every different shape of noodle in your pantry, or maybe you don't ever touch the stuff, that's fine. But often we use part of a bag of pasta, right? Like you throw in half the bag, and then what I do is like I roll it up and I tape it so it stays sealed, or sealed better, I should say. And then it sits on the shelf. And most of us um, have the same thing with rice. You open the bag, you use a certain amount, you wrap it up, and then it's just sitting on the shelf. Now, lucky for all of us, rice and pasta can actually last for years in the pantry. But it may be time to reorder them um, and get a sort of a fresh bag at some point. When doing this, what you really want to do is if you put your pasta or your rice in a container, like I do since the home edit, <laughs> you want to uh, basically toss everything out of the container. It may be even... Um, 
You know, it's like you don't even know at that point what type of rice it was, what type of pasta. Go ahead and wash out the container thoroughly, dry it thoroughly as well. If any of your pastas uh, have a smell, any kind of rancid smell, or if they're starting to get discolored, it's another sign that it is time to toss. All right. So that's one that I know I, I think I'm guilty of it because I always put in like a quarter of a package or half a package of the pasta. And then you think, okay, well, I'm going to wrap the rest of this back up. I'll use it another time. But then that's not enough usually for the next time I make it. So I end up having to buy a new package and then that is the package I use. And before you know it, I have like 12 wrapped up packages of like a quarter of the amount of the bag. Is it just me or is it all of us? Well, anyway, I went in and I tossed all the bags that have about a quarter of the pasta left at the bottom. The next one you should be cautious of, baking powder, baking soda, and yeast. So if you're not baking as much as you were before, especially during those pandemic times, chances are your leaveners have expired. So Unopened baking powder has a shelf life of about six months. And again, that's unopened. And while baking soda can last up to 18 months, according to the USDA, if opened, they both should be used, baking powder or baking soda, within six months. And if you're not sure how long these leaveners have been open, you can conduct a little test. Now, I personally don't have time for the test. So if I look at my baking powder and soda and know that they're pretty old, I'm just going to toss them. But if you want to do the test, what you do is you add some baking soda to hot water with vinegar. And if it starts to fizz, then they say it's still good. Perform the test with baking powder, but just use water without the vinegar when you do baking powder versus baking soda. So you can test it if you want, but if you know in your heart that it's been sitting there a long time, over six months, you might just toss it. Then there's yeast. Check the expiration dates on the packets and throw out any that have actually expired. If you have opened a container of dry yeast that hasn't been stored in the freezer, then also, guess what? Toss it. It's time to let it go. <laughs> we form these deep relationships with these little packets. It needs to go. Dry yeast lasts about four months when stored in the fridge and a few years when frozen. I've never frozen yeast. I don't know about you. But things to think about if you're the baker, you want these things to be on the fresh side. Nuts. That's the next one, right? So have you ever bought too many nuts? Like you went to the bin and you put the little bag under and you opened the little thing and way too many came out, but you thought, no, it's good. I'll, I'll eat it over time, right? And all of a sudden you go home and you have this enormous thing of almonds or cashews sitting in your pantry. We've all been there. Um, sadly, however, nuts kind of have a short shelf life. And that, again, is due to fat content. Sort of interesting to hear about these different items that have high fat. Those are the ones that tend to spoil the quickest. So if more than six months have passed since you purchased your nuts that are sitting there on that shelf, and assuming you have not stored them in the freezer there's a good chance they've turned rancid. And if you wanna be 100% sure before you toss them, you can do a sniff test or they say a taste test. Now, if they smell off at all or they taste off at all, get rid of them. Now, I have to say I have definitely had this happen with almonds. 
I've opened the container because I have it in the cute container and I've kind of like done a smell and the smell was kind of like, mm, I'm unsure. So then I tasted one and it also was kind of like, mm. and if you have to go, hmm, if you make that noise, <laughs> it means no good because a fresh almond should taste amazing. You should taste the sweetness of the almond. And another thing is, if you cannot taste the sweetness of an almond, you are likely so stuck on processed sweets that it's so sad that now you can't taste the actual sweetness in things like nuts. So it's just something to note. If you never taste your nuts and feel like they have a sweet flavor, at least for certain nuts, it might be time for you to get off processed food. But you will know if your nuts have gone bad and let's go ahead and toss them. The next one, which absolutely breaks my heart because you all know how I feel about this next item, maple syrup. All right. If you're not a big pancake and waffle kind of family, then maybe you have a container, maybe you have two of opened maple syrup that's been sitting on the shelf and it might need to be thrown out. Unlike honey, Maple syrup actually does go bad. Unopened pure maple syrup will last about one year in your pantry. But if it's opened, it's good for about one year in the fridge. So always make sure you do put your opened maple syrup in the refrigerator. And this is according to the USDA. Unrefrigerated opened maple syrup may grow mold on it. Isn't that lovely? I can assure you that that is not something you want to ingest. So check yours and toss it if you see any mold growing. Once again, anything that ever has a smell or you simply know it's been a long time that that has been sitting open in the pantry or even in your refrigerator. If it's past the time, go ahead and get rid of it. Now this next one really cracks me up because I feel like we've all been there with this one. It says food gifts and souvenirs you'll never use. Who knows what I'm talking about? Gifting and buying and receiving these gourmet food, like sort of those baskets. It's always like fun when you get those baskets. You're like, oh cool, look at all this gourmet food in this basket. But then there's some kind of truth to the fact that we admire it, we look at it, we love it, all the packaging's super awesome, and then you never eat any of that stuff. <laughs> at least I don't. Um, uh, maybe you just feel bad throwing out a gift because it was given to you, and so it's like that basket goes into your pantry, and you think, oh, you're gonna use it at some point, and how many of you have, like, parts of the basket still in your pantry with like a few of the crackers left over or certain things that you know you don't really like. So it's sitting in there because you don't really like it, right? Well, half of that stuff is likely bad. It's gone bad. It's gone rancid. It's no longer at its prime. It's not going to taste good. Don't feel bad. I know someone gifted it to you. But if you have the food gifts or souvenir foods sitting on the shelf, and I, right now it's like I can feel you guys laughing. Like I can feel the people who are in the cars going, that's me. I have the exact basket. I know exactly where it is in the pantry. I got to get rid of it. Well, I'm giving you permission to get rid of the food basket, all right? What I really try to do when I get those baskets, and I have to say I'm not a fan of those baskets, so you never have to buy me any kind of gourmet food basket. This goes out to friends and family who are listening. <laughs> I just, it's usually nothing I'm truly interested in, and it just goes in my pantry shelf and then it never gets eaten. But don't feel bad if it's expired. If you put it in there and you haven't eaten it in this long, it's probably because you don't really like that item. And so let's get rid of it.
The last one, another one that probably many of you are going to shake your head yes. Sprinkles. We all love sprinkles. People love to bake. Yeah, we love seasonal sprinkles for all the special holiday cookies and pies and whatever else sprinkles go on because I'm actually not a baker, so I I actually don't know. (laughs) But we hardly ever need an entire bottle of sprinkles, except probably for those people who make cookies for a living. So oftentimes we'll put them on the uppermost pantry shelf. Who is with me on that? Like literally it said that in the article and I was cracking up because I can't even reach my sprinkles because they're on the highest shelf because we never use them, right? Sprinkles are made mostly of sugar. They can last much longer than their best by date, sometimes even by years, but that doesn't mean they don't ever go bad. Along with sugar, sprinkles include food dyes, artificial flavorings, a ton of additives, and guess what? Those are the things that can go rancid. Those are the things that lose their quality over time. So if your last baking project had your sprinkles in 2000 pandemic time, say, it's probably time for those pretty little things to go bye-bye. I would just get rid of them. And the next time you have a baking project, go ahead and get fresh You'll be so happy. Um, And also, if you ever see them already discoloring, or of course, if they have an odor, just toss them right away. What's the bottom line? Well, if it's been a long time, y'all, since you cleaned out your pantry, even if you did it in the pandemic. So like I did it in the pandemic. So now that's years ago, right? So I even know that I need to go back through and get a few things out because likely there are a number of these items that we just talked about that now you're going to go back and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to get rid of it. Don't feel like you're never going to be able to eat it again. You, I mean, it's better to just have it fresh, right? So Avoid that situation from happening again by just sort of taking note more often about these items and how to maybe stay a little more organized in the pantry. You can put expiration, or I should say, put a date on some of these things when you buy them, like that flower bag. I'm going to start putting a date on it so I know, oh, that's exactly how old it is because that's going to help me in the cleansing process that I do every two years. (laughs) But apparently we should do it more like every six months. So great things to note. I was super excited to read all these things because it kind of made me chuckle. And I felt like all you would be right there with me in this experience of the things we need to throw away in our pantry. And the reality is that this is what I always tell myself. Like, is it worth eating it and being sick all night? Like, I, there's nothing worse than eating something bad and then being sick all night. So that is something that you want to be so cautious about. I would rather just throw it away than take the risk. Never worth it, team. Never. I can tell you that right now. All right, everybody. Don't forget, if you're interested in starting the Real Food Reset, check earnthatbody.com. If also you're interested in just getting nutrition back on track, or maybe you've never had it on track and you don't even know where to begin, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. Tell me what your goals are. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and I'm going to then be able to tell you which of the programs I have that would suit your goals best. Hey, everyone, the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com. 
or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 